Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, you want to create a great team or organization, but you are facing the challenge of a whole bunch of new people in the organization. And so people are feeling disconnected. They don't know each other. You are also facing the need to navigate a return to a hybrid office where people can connect, but people are resisting. It's not easy. And you may have come to realize that culture matters and is one of the most important antidotes at your disposal, but you're also struggling to understand it. Today, we discuss the biggest misconceptions people have about culture so that you can use it and win. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. If you're new to the podcast, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so we can build these skills to be better in those more difficult moments, those last 8% moments that contribute to our effectiveness, our reputation, the culture on our teams, so many things, our, the relationships that we have with the most important people in our lives. So we start by building this practice of mindfulness, walking mindfulness, because we know research tells us it has the same impact as sitting mindfulness, but we also get to move at the same time. It's two for one, you could say. So just start by Feeling your feet on the ground. Feeling your hands and arm move as you walk. It's really important you walk. So if you're in your kitchen or in your car, turn this off and then go for a walk and begin again. Why? Because we know that mood follows movement. So feel your feet on the ground. See if you can let go of whatever you were thinking, whatever you were planning, and just arrive in this moment. And just pay attention. And so we ask you to actually feel your feet on the ground and your ankles right now. Feel your legs as you are walking. 
Pay attention to your hands and arms. To your torso. To your head and neck. And just pay attention non-judgmentally to whatever sensations are present. So you're just observing. And every time we spend a moment being more mindful, it has a whole bunch of neurological effects. Our brain learns. The left prefrontal cortex builds muscle to calm that amygdala. So it's like we're going to the gym for our brain every time we practice. And if you notice that your mind has wandered off and it's gone to a story or a thought, that's fine. Just when you notice it, just let it be and come back to the body or your belly rising and falling or your breath at the nose. And in that noticing that your mind has wandered, That's actually a moment that we now know is what builds a pathway in your brain. So that moment of you're paying attention and then you get lost in a story or thought. And then you notice that you're lost in thought and you come back to whatever the focus of attention was. That circuit is what burns a neural pathway in our brain that increases our self-control, our executive function, which helps us in this moment, but also in the future moments when we're under pressure, when we're facing the last 8% moment. So again, just feel your whole body. In fact, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. And just feel your whole body from head to toe and whatever sensations are present Feel your, your belly rising and falling. And just know that you're doing the good work that's building the strength, the power, so that you can be better in these more difficult moments. Now, if you're new to the podcast, we follow this practice, this BIG structure of we wake up, we make our bed, First B, we read five minutes of something inspiring to us. Could be something spiritual or not, whatever works for you. And then we go walking and pay attention to our belly and to our body. That's the Bs. Then we go to an idea of the day. That's the I. And then the Gs, which is goals and gratitude. And this is a practice you can do every day. So let's now move to the I. The idea of the day. You want to create a great team that does great work. Maybe even you want to build a great organization. But you're facing unprecedented change and challenge in many ways, but maybe most acutely in the number of new people you have in your organization. In the last number of keynotes, 
because you may or may not know that's a big part of what I do is deliver keynotes keynote presentations I do I in the last bunch that I've delivered there has been compared to pre pandemic a change in employees with this percentage 48% new employees in the room as I'm delivering compared to pre-pandemic 60% 32% 29% those are the last five or six keynotes that I've delivered compared to pre-pandemic people don't know each other in organizations right now they don't feel emotionally connected this is a real challenge especially when needing to collaborate is so important right the best work comes from teams working together that's where innovation comes from that's where great problem solving comes from and on top of this you're also facing a very real challenge around navigating this different office situation compared to pre-pandemic people are resisting coming back to the office certainly full-time but even part-time this hybrid work arrangement and this is further contributing to people feeling disconnected in the organization and there is a lot at stake if we can't figure this out because you're going to face very real consequences because in spite of the softening economy you are still having trouble finding good people to fill positions and I hate to say this and be the bearer of bad news but this is only going to get worse it's going to get significantly more worse in the next eight to ten years we are facing a mega trend around a war for talent which will make everything else pale in comparison just because of the change in demographics we cannot get away from it stand tall look around feel grateful feel your feet on the ground as you're moving so what to do well you are not helpless this is not hopeless you have a couple of key strings to play and the one that shows the most promise in terms of the literature in terms of connecting people in terms of keeping best and brightest in terms of engaging people to do great work is culture why because people don't want to work in an organization on a team where they do not enjoy it where they do not feel good about the people they work with where they aren't challenged to grow and get better where they aren't part of something bigger a bigger adventure where they are having a big impact this is what culture is about and how are organizations doing right now when it comes to culture not great 70% of people see no reason to speak up when they see something wrong or when they have an idea that they think could help let me say that again 70% of people right now in organizations across many industries across many countries see no reason to speak up when they see something wrong or when they think they have an idea that might help that's because of culture get this 65% of people would forego a paycheck to see their manager fired <laughs> this is culture so culture matters but it's not easy to navigate mainly because 
not only, but a big part is because people misunderstand culture. So I want to go through a couple of the misconceptions that people have. First of all, they misunderstand what culture is. Culture is not the stated culture, you know, that a senior team comes up with on a retreat. They're not the values on the wall. It is quite simply the invisible force that drives behavior. It's the behavior that people believe is accepted and rewarded on a team. One of my favorite scholars on culture, Edgar Schein of MIT, I think he's probably retired now, puts it, it's a pattern. Culture is a pattern of shared basic assumptions invented, discovered, or developed by a given group as it learns to cope with its problems of external adaptation and internal integration. And I'm going to talk in future episodes a little bit more about this. But first of all, people understand what culture is. Number two, they misunderstand where culture exists. It does not exist across an organization. It exists primarily on teams. Let me say that again. Culture does not exist across organizations. It exists primarily on teams. I've worked in hospital systems where on two adjacent floors doing the same work with many of the same staff and these staff go back and forth between floors. But these floors have entirely different cultures. If you're a manager on a, in an organization, you probably have this direct experience. You're, in a sense, on two teams. The team that you manage and the team that you are a member of. And these can be and often are completely different experiences. Two different cultures. So culture does not exist across organizations. There's some... There's some influence, but it's a small influence compared to the culture that exists on a team. The third misconception is that culture is the responsibility of CEOs or CHROs. It is not. Because remember, culture resides on teams. That's where it sits. And it's therefore the responsibility of the team leader, of the manager of those teams. But often CEOs and CHROs are told, as I've been told as a president, that I own the culture of the organization. That's what CEOs and CHROs believe, right? That they need to take charge of the culture. But of course, some of these organizations, we work with some organizations that have 450,000 people. It's overwhelming to think, oh, we're going to do some rebuild culture when things are so big. And so CEOs and CHROs try to build across your organization, but eventually give up. And then culture, it does get built, but it gets built by default as opposed to by design. The good news is that you can take charge of the culture on your team. I mean, this is the heart of our work. And we'll talk about it in future podcasts. But to be sure, it's not easy. And it will take focus. And I want to finish with this point. I think right now culture is maybe the most important thing you need to pay attention to because you may never get the same opportunity as you have right now 
to rebuild your culture because there has been such big turnover on your team in your organization when it's 48 and 60 and 32 percent in the next five years i mean it's interesting what's going to happen because of the war for talent but right now what we definitely can say is that this is a unique time and place and so use this time to focus on your culture all right standing tall look around feel grateful Feel your breath come in, right down to the toes, calming this body, and breathe out. So we do our three by three, which is three mindful breaths. Take another one right down into your toes, calming this body, breathing out, releasing tension. And one more time, breath in, calming, breath out, releasing tension. Now let's go to Three gratitudes. What can you feel immediately grateful for without working very hard? For me, it's so easy. My kids, everyone in my family, my partner. What is it for you? Fantastic. Now moving to three goals for the day. What would make this a really productive day? What are the big rocks? You know, how can we separate signal from noise? So take a moment now and just reflect on if I can get these three things done today, that would make it a great day. Fantastic. As always, it is my absolute joy to walk with you. If you're getting something out of this, please share it with friends. Take a picture of your phone. Share it on social media. Join our Facebook group. We just finished the goal setting. If you didn't get a chance to join our Facebook group and get that goal setting worksheet, now's your opportunity to do that. It's going to be very, it's a very powerful exercise. And I want to finish with a great quote from John Mackey of Whole Foods. So let's take this energy into the day. Be mindful. Be focused. Be great. He said, if you're lucky enough to be someone's employer, then you have a moral obligation to make sure people do look forward to coming to work in the morning. I'll say that again. What a great quote. If you are lucky enough to be someone's employer, someone's team leader, then you have a moral obligation to make sure people do look forward to coming to work in the morning. Have a wonderful day.